this week we're gonna do six stereotypes that are related to sex. Um, mom, I'm sorry. I know you're listening to this, so I apologize. I grabbed my drink, I gathered my cats. Now let's talk about your favorite MILF. Listen, I love both my jobs, but I really, 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 really fucking wish I was rich and I could just travel for the rest of my life and not do anything else. Like just wake up in a different place every other day and write and visit the place and get to know its culture and its food and its people and not do anything else. Like that is my dream life. Maybe one day I can get there. Maybe that's why I work so much so that one day I'm like, okay, fuck it, I'm done. I hustled as much as I had to. And now it's just me and the whole fucking world and just go visit the world and see it and enjoy life as much as possible. Which also doesn't go with my dream of just becoming a stay-at-home mom, you know? Can I just have many homes around the world and just like homeschool my kids or something like that? I don't know. Both dreams need to like merge so that they can become a reality. Because this weekend I went to see my brothers. Well, one of my brother and my other brother and I just went to see him because it was my brother's birthday. Well, it is this week. So we decided to do like a celebration and we went to LA because my brother lives there and we went to a concert and it was just so good. Like granted, I was still doing one of my jobs, like working off the regular hours and just doing my job after hours and things like that but during the day it was just enjoying the fact that I was in another city with my two favorite people in the whole world just doing whatever we wanted just you know enjoying the city and going to all the touristy places and just having fun I laughed so fucking much like this weekend I laughed so much and sometimes I need that I'm the kind of person who will always focus more on the negative than on the positive and because I have depression and I have anxiety I always tend to think the worst and the saddest and sometimes I get gloomy and gray and blue and it's awful and so sometimes I need to just spend time laughing and granted I do laugh a lot more now like I used to like not laugh at all you know my dad recently said that to me how he mentioned to my mom that the last weekend that I was with them and all the weekends that I go see him well them how like I'm always laughing and I'm always making jokes and we all get along and I'm happy and it's true I laugh so much more now like I used to not laugh at all any tiny joke would just piss me off like I wasn't I wasn't happy but now I am and I laugh a lot and this weekend with my brothers I laughed so fucking much like I couldn't stop laughing and a lot of times it's because they make fun of me But it's acceptable because it's my brothers and they're supposed to do that. So we just laughed a lot. And I feel like every time that the three of us are together, that's what happens. And we we got the tickets for this trip in December of last year because we got the tickets for the concert. Because one of my brothers and I used to watch this YouTuber and I said it before during the pandemic. And she's a musician as well. And she was having her first concert in LA her second concert ever so we wanted to go so we planned this whole weekend in LA because she was performing in LA and my youngest brother lives there so we said okay like let's do it and so when we started thinking it I was like you know what 
it's our other brother's birthday that week so why don't we just make it a weekend to celebrate him and just go to the concert so we did that and we just you know we celebrated his birthday and we had a lot of fun and like I said I couldn't stop laughing and I couldn't stop smiling and it it, it felt so good and it felt so nice and it's just like that relationship that I have with my brothers it's just so amazing and it it makes me feel good about life you know and a lot of times when I've wanted to like give up and not do anything anymore and just be depressed and be a cuddle ball in my bed a lot of times I didn't give up because of them because I wanted them to be proud of me and to be like whoa that's my sister so I hope that that happens and that's why I kept going and that's why I'm always so happy when I when I get to see them you know and when I was leaving LA I made this post on Facebook that said that throughout my life I've said many goodbyes, but they will always be the hardest one. And it's true. I've been saying goodbye since I was like eight years old when it was the first time that we moved out of the country. And since then, I haven't stopped because I've moved plenty of times. So every time I was moving, I was leaving people behind. And most of my family lives back in Argentina. So every time that I see them, we have to say goodbye. A lot of my friends, like I've said, they live in other countries or other states. So every time we see each other, we have to say goodbye. But my hardest goodbye has always been my brothers because they are my best friends. And, you know, sometimes it takes me a little bit to like open up and tell them what I'm feeling or things like that. But they're always my go-to people. And I know that I can rely on them and they're always going to have my back. Just like I'm always going to have their back. Like, don't mess with my brothers because I will murder you if I have to. You know, that's the kind of sister that I am. So, yeah, I came back and I was like, fucking shit. I have to, like, go back to both jobs, you know, work my regular hours instead of off hours. And then I got to go to my other job and work all night. And it's just, it's a lot. And don't get me wrong. I love my jobs. I genuinely love both jobs so much. One job is like fulfilling in the sort of my professional way and how much I have learned professionally and everything that I've been doing and how much I've been able to grow and all the network that I've done and I've been able to write and I've been able to manage a team of writers and I'm so, so grateful for that job. Like I love it. I I genuinely really do. And then my other job has allowed me to grow as a person and, you know, connecting with other people and making friends and getting through the barriers of my anxiety so both jobs have taught me a lot and I love them and I don't want to give them up but at the same time I just want to be filthy rich and travel the world and not do anything else you know when you come back from a trip it's like fuck I have to go back into the routine and back into all my habits and just forget that I ever travel because if I stop to just think about traveling I'm going to be stuck there and it sucks you don't want to be stuck there because you you have to keep going with your life but, you know, my goal this year is to try and travel as much as possible. Um, even if it's just like a two-hour road trip or something like that. I just, I want to do things that keep me happy. I work a lot and I bust my ass, honestly, on a day-to-day basis. Not only because I have to, because I need the money to live, but because it's the kind of person that I am. I'm a Capricorn. We like to work. We keep pushing ourselves. We are perfectionists. And I'm going to keep doing that. But at the same time, I want to enjoy life as hard as I work. You know? So 
I'm going to try to do that. If I can just go away and have some fun and enjoy my life, I'm going to do it. Because it's so fucking short and you never know when it's going to end. If the pandemic has showed us something, is that you never know when your life's going to come to a pause or to an end. So you got to enjoy it while you can. And that's what I'm going to do. But we're going to go to this week's MILF, which is connected to the two previous episodes because I decided to know you just do a Harry Potter first 30 weeks. Um, So tonight, well, tonight is because I'm recording. But this week, we're going to talk about Helena Bonham Carter. I'm pretty sure I butchered her name. I'm sorry. But this woman, she is absolutely amazing. Absolutely stunning. In the sense that not only is she a very talented actress because she has a range that is unbelievable. She can do everything and anything. That's how talented she is. But also in the sense that she has always been herself. She just has never given a fuck and she has always presented herself in her true form. And something that I was thinking today because I was driving home from work and I was thinking about this episode and how I was going to do it and all that shit. And I was thinking that this is going to be very controversial, but Helena Bonham Carter and Emma Thompson have the same kind of vibe and personality. And it's problematic because if I'm not wrong, Emma Thompson's ex-husband cheated on her with Helena Bonham Carter. Don't quote me on that because I'm not 100% sure, but I'm sure it was that. So it's very awkward that these two women have similar vibes and personalities. I mean, it makes sense because he cheated on one with the other, but it's still kind of like, eh. But I mean this in the sense that they're both free spirits. They don't hide who they are. They don't give a fuck because if you look at both of them, like their interviews, their red carpet appearances and all that stuff, they've never given a fuck. They've just been themselves and they've continued to show us that you can be yourself, that it's okay to be yourself, that you don't have to hide behind norms and social status and whatever the fuck the world is expecting from you. You can just be yourself and it's okay. So that's what I was thinking driving and I was like, oh shit, it's kind of funny that these two women who probably do not talk or even get along because I know they used to be friends, but I think after the whole husband thing, that changed clearly. Um, It's funny that they are alike, but at the same time, it's kind of obvious because he has a type, I guess. But, you know, thinking about Harry Potter and her character and everything, as I said before, my brothers and I rewatched all the movies so we would prepare for the documentary. And when Bellatrix shows up for the first time, it's just, it's magnificent. She has an entrance that it's just so fucking powerful. She's there in Azkaban laughing and you just, you feel that it's Bellatrix. And you kind of hate her. But you also become obsessed with her because it's so fucking good. It's such a good character. And Helena does such a freaking amazing job. She is that talented because she becomes completely the character. She becomes Bellatrix. And one of the times that I read reread the books, it was after I had obviously seen the movies. And every time I read it, I pictured Bellatrix exactly like Helena. Because sometimes when I was reading, I just I didn't picture the movie characters. I just picture something different but her it was always her because she just she became Bellatrix and she did it in such a magnificent way that you're captivated by her you hate her you absolutely despise her but if you're like me you also kind of love her you know so 
it, it's such a wonderful thing. And when you watch the documentary, if you haven't seen it, go watch it because it's honestly just full of nostalgia and happiness and joy. And it, it just brings you back to when you were younger, watching the movies and reading the books. And while we were watching it, there were some images of my brother and I were like, oh, we remember when that happened live. Like we were watching videos and photos and all that stuff. So it, it brings you back. But in the documentary, she is so funny. The whole time she just, she's laughing and making others laugh and she's, she's just funny. And I think that that's so amazing and it goes to show how talented she is. Because when you see Bellatrix, you're not laughing, she's not funny, she's scary. But then you see Helena just like chilling with all of them and making jokes and laughing and it's just, it's so beautiful. And she sort of transmits you peace. Like you feel at peace when you're watching her and when you're watching her interviews because she just seems to be so at ease with herself, you know? And I think that that's great. And one of the other characters that I think about when I think about her is uh, her characters in Ocean's 8 because it's such a completely different character and it also feels so true to who she is as an actress. That character fits so perfectly into the movie even though she's not like any of the other characters. You know, she's like otherworldly so to speak but she fits so fucking good and her scenes with Anne Hathaway are so good that you just you want to keep watching and again she's very captivating I think that that's the essence of every Helena Bonham Carter character and it's that she's a very captivating woman she captivates you with everything that she does and everything that she says because if you watch her movies I mean yeah her movies and her interviews that's what I was going for if you watch her interviews She's very captivating as a person as well. You want to keep watching and you want to hear her laugh and see everything that she's going to say. She's she's really good like that. And I think that that's what, you know, has brought her such a a long career in Hollywood. And not just, you know, when she was married to Tim Burton and was in every single one of his movies. That's not the only thing that brought her fame, although I've seen some people say that and it's like, are you are you kidding me right now? Like, do you know who she is? She's a very talented woman. Uh, the Miserable. She is so good there. I sort of had to stop to see if I was saying the name right. Um, but in that movie, she's also really fucking good. And she sings and she dances and she does a whole spiel. And she's just, she's good. She's a very talented actress. She deserves all the recognition that she has gotten throughout her career, honestly. And she is an actual MILF because, you know, she has kids. Which, it must be so fucking crazy to be her kid. You know, like, she's so out there and so wild that when they bring friends over, it must be crazy. Like, this is my mom. And it's like, wow, your mom is one of the funniest, most amazing women in Hollywood. So, it, it must be crazy. And, you know, I was thinking also about how Harry Potter is about friendship, you know, after all. There's a lot about friendships and there's a lot about having each other's back. And in the last few days, I have been thinking a lot about friendship as well and how life develops and how you never know who's going to be on your side for the rest of your life. It's, it's kind of hard to know. You know, there are friends who you think are always going to be there and then they're not or they betray your trust or your confidence or your loyalty whatever it is 
and then it just hits you like wow nothing really lasts forever you know it's it's hard to know what's gonna last and that sort of happened to me uh a few days ago and it just hit me a lot and I was like damn you know it, it kind of sucks when you when you feel like someone's gonna be in your life forever and then it something happens that shakes that down and it's like wow really I, I didn't expect this so I related a lot to Harry Potter because there's a lot of friendships that you know last through everything that happens and I think that that's one of the most important messages to get out of the movies that your friends the real ones are always gonna be there no matter what happens even if there's a fucking villain wizard chasing after you to kill you if the real friends are always gonna be there and despite everything that happened and this friendship this sort of you know took me by surprise I know I have friends who are actually gonna be here for the rest of my life who have proven that they're gonna be here for the rest of my life and those are the friendships that I want to hold on to and just keep going and focus on them and nurturing because it's so important to nurture your friendships it's so important to be there for your friends like yeah we all have shit that happens in our life and we all have things to deal with but it's important to sometimes like once in a while be like hey you know thinking of you hope you're doing okay shit like that I mean there's friends who you're gonna be talking to every single day all day long like I do that especially with my best friends like I do that but there's other friends who you know are in your life for the long run and have been there for the longest time that from time to time you just have to be like hey still here I still love you whatever you need I got you and it's important to do that so to end this week's podcast we are gonna do another lesbian stereotype like we did last week because you know we want to get into that break some stereotypes see what's true see the worst not some stereotypes will apply others won't so you know I want to keep finding out out last week we did four stereotypes that were mostly related to men but you know not all of them are like that so this week we're gonna do six stereotypes that are related to sex um, mom I'm sorry I know you're listening to this so I apologize but I think it's important to talk about sex and particularly sex within the LGBTQ plus community because everybody thinks that it's just like porn or something like that you know and it's not it's just sex between people who are attracted to each other or love each other or whatever it is it's just that and I think that there are a lot of stereotypes regarding lesbian sex because it's super hyper sexualized thanks to porn so mom I'm sorry okay first one is every lesbian uses strap-ons and dildos to take the place of men fuck that shit again why is it that we always end up connecting lesbians to men it's not about men it's purely about women and loving women and let me tell you no not every lesbian uses a strap-on or a dildo for God's sake no there are those who do it but it's for their own pleasure not because they're trying to replace a man sex between women is just about women and there are others who do not even want it for different reasons you know there's women and again I'm sorry ma'am there's women who do not like penetration so they're not even gonna think about dildos and strap-ons and all that stuff you know we can 
have fun with all that shit. The next one is kind of like the opposite and is no lesbians ever use strap-ons, which again, it's not true. There are lesbians who use them. There are lesbians who don't. It's up to what you enjoy and what you're looking for when you're having sex with your partner, with whoever it is you're having sex with. The next one says, it's not real sex if there's no penis. Really? Again, why do we make everything about men? Seriously, lesbians are just about women. We do not need men. So we do not need penis in our sexual activities. And that's not true. You do not need a penis to actually have sex. There are plenty of other ways to have sex. That's why we have fingers. That's why we have tongues. That's why we have sex toys. Whatever it is you want to use. Whatever actually is pleasurable for you and your partner. Not about men. The next one says, Every lesbian relationship has a butch and a femme because someone has to be the man and someone has to be the woman. I give up. I give up. Every stereotype about lesbian is related to men. Seriously, what part of lesbian do we understand? And no. First of all, not every re lesbian relationship has a more mask presenting and a femme presenting woman. It's not like that. Some of them do. Some of them don't. Some of them are both mask presenting women both femme-presenting women, one or each. It doesn't matter. It's just a relationship between a woman and a woman. Nobody's trying to be the man because no man is involved in a lesbian relationship. Let's just make that very fucking clear. Every single woman is going to express herself in whatever way she wants. Maybe that's dressing more masculine. Maybe that's dressing more feminine. But it's not about men pleasing men or replacing men. Please. Lesbian bed death happens to all lesbian couples. I feel like bed death is something that's not only about lesbians, you know? Heterosexual couples too. Everybody. Like, sometimes you just don't have sex. And sometimes you do. Couples who stop having sex. Couples who have sex every single day. Like, what? I think it's about how you're feeling and how you feel with your partner. How comfortable you are. There's many things that can apply to this and can interfere with your sex life it doesn't have to be because you're a lesbian and truth is lesbians tend to have more sex than heterosexual couples and lesbian sex tends to last much longer a lot of my queer friends and i have discussed this with some straight friends too just so you know Lesbians want to have a threesome with your bi-girlfriend, boyfriend, because we'll have sex with any woman around. That's fucking bullshit. Just because I'm a lesbian and I'm attracted to women does not mean I'm attracted to every single woman. Does not mean I want to have sex with every single woman. If you're a straight woman, do you want to have sex with every single man you see? No. So... That is just fucking stupid. This is the idea that, women, that lesbian women just want to have sex with whatever's walking like bro no we have our standards we know how to choose and we do not want to fuck every single woman that we see i will keep reading more stereotypes in the next couple of episodes remember that i get this from yourtango.com if you want to take a look for yourself and just you know try to break these stereotypes maybe you find some that apply to you maybe you find some that don't so far none of the stereotypes have applied 
to me. But, you know, it's fun to talk about them. I think it's important that we open our minds and we have these conversations with everyone around us. I, sometimes it's hard to have this conversation, but it's necessary. We need to talk about our lives and everything that that implies. Our sexuality, our likes, our dislikes, what we feel comfortable with. It is a necessity for us to live a comfortable, happy life. Our drinks are empty. Our cats are ready for a nap. So join me next week and let's talk about your favorite MILF. And if you like talking about your favorite MILF, please leave me some comments, review the podcast, let me know what you think of this, and let's help other lesbians find us, other cats join us, and let's keep talking about your favorite MILF.